Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sydney Chalamone. And if you joined me last week with Save a World, Save a World Part One, talking about Speak Up in their program, just going into why mentorship is important, why smoking has become a problem in our, especially young Black communities and things like that, please join us for part two starting right now. I'm here with Dinesha Clark and Sheila Coates, who are both a part of Saver Girls, Saver World. If you guys remember, I think this will be my third installment of working with them and just talking about their mentorship and how they're uplifting Black girls in the community and across the world. And I just think that their program is really inspirational and being an intern with them, being in their communications team, I think that this is a wonderful opportunity for you guys to learn more about them and what they have going on. I absolutely love their Speak Up program. I think their message behind it is something that is really important that needs to be talked about. Dinesha, why don't you give a brief introduction of who you are? Well, I am Dinesha Clark. I am a recent graduate of Clark Atlanta University, where I received my Bachelor's of Arts in Mass Media Art. I currently serve as the HBCU Recruiter and Ambassador Management Intern for the Speak Up program. All right, Ms. Sheila, let's move on to you. Well, I am Sheila Coates, and I am the founder and owner of Be Your Own Brand. I say BYOB. And to get you to remember that, it is not bring your own booze. It is definitely be your own brand. And I am a part of um, Save a Girl, Save a World and Speak Up as their brand strategist. I help them create partnerships and opportunities and just grow it because I love young people. And so it is my chance to give back. Dinesha, maybe I will go back to you. Why do you think <laughs> that, you know, being as young as I, what advice could you give to me? I'll ask you for advice as well. Like, why, what advice could you give to me when I'm prepping for, you know, college, you know, trying to find myself in that realm? And, you know, maybe you can bring in some things that you learned from Save Girls, Save the World when you join their program firstly, how can I find myself as a Black girl in these different spaces of life? Well, step one, do not be afraid to go to an HBCU. Going to an HBCU, Clark Atlanta specifically, was probably one of the best things I could have ever done for myself, just because I was able to be surrounded by all different kinds of Black excellence. Like, there's not just one way to be Black, if that makes any sense. So Mm -hmm. being in the sea of everybody's own Blackness is really beautiful, and it's really enlightening, and you get to learn a lot, like, different areas, like, how they talk, how they move, like, even down to the things that they're, like, they eat, like, everything is so interesting, it's so broad, it's so needed as a person like myself who grew up in Tennessee, so I'm very country, (laughs) very country, but I was in classrooms where I would be the only Black person or one of a few people of color in a classroom, so to be in a space that, especially my freshman year, that was very diverse, had people who were from Asia, people who were from the Caribbean, people who were from South America, people just from all over, but still embracing their Blackness. It was very beautiful. Um, as far as joining Save a Girl, Save a World during college, it definitely provided a sisterhood that I'm able to network in. Like, I know that I can call one of my Saxaw sisters and be like, hey, can you help me with this press release? Or, hey, you know, do you know anybody who could 
customize this dress for me for my birthday or Mm -hmm. you know just like it's a broad range of things and being able to you know call on the people that you know to be able to get things done it's a really beautiful feeling and it's a honestly it's a needed experience especially being in media being a black woman in media you have to know how to network you have to know how to be a girl's girl you have to be able to take pride in your blackness and who you are in any space whether you're at hbcu or pwi knowing who you are owning who you are and feeling comfortable where you are is important so when you're touring these colleges like look at the academics and the way that administration treats the students and also look at the way that the students treat the students look at the way the students treat the campus how does the campus make you feel how does you know, the staff and the people in the department that you're looking at make you feel like what feels like home, what feels like a place that you can grow in. That's my advice. Wow, that was fabulous, Donisha. Look, e <laughs> you talked about your experiences and your exposure. I, I just love that because what mm-hmm. you got exposed to shaped you. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, that's a really huge piece of advice, especially what you said about how the admin treats the students, how students treat the students and how, you know, the students treat the campus, you know, um, because I'm very much an open book when it comes to college and I'm not, and the issue with that is that there's no real pinpoint of where, you know, where I see myself because I can see myself in a lot of places. So, you know, that really helps me, you know, figuring out like where exactly I want to go. So thank you for that. And, you know, I definitely agree with, you know, the expressing your blackness because I live in Southern Maryland and, you know, growing up, I went to a private school from about kindergarten to sixth grade and it was a nice mixture, but it was a predominantly white school. And, you know, I did have, you know, friends of color and things like that. Then I moved to public school for two years one of the only black girls in my grade as well and you know it wasn't bad but my mom really wanted me to get exposed to public school and see that what that was like and now I'm back at a private high school and there's a nice plethora there and you know I think it's (laughs) uh, I think the diversity you know is really growing there as well and today actually or excuse me yesterday um, I was having a conversation with my friend that I go to school with, hi Eve, if you're listening, but um, we were in history and she was talking to one of our friends and just talking about like black girl hair. And, you know, I like turned around, I was like, oh my gosh, wait. And so we were trying to like see, test our knowledge, you know, see what this other person thought of it to see how they understood, you know, how black hair works, you know, um, the beauty of that. And so I think that we were able to really to relate on things like that. So, Dainisha, why don't you talk about more about Speak Up and what, you know, its mission is, what its job is, you know, what you're trying to uh, bring out in the community. So, Speak Up is a smoking prevention through equity, advocacy, and knowledge project. And the goal that we have is for young women and girls, especially young Black women and girls, to be aware of the propaganda that's being pushed out by Big Tobacco and to be aware of how our community is being heavily affected by the push of these new tobacco products, such as hookah, vape pens, mm-hmm. and you know these new versions of basically cigarettes. But because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they don't have, they don't smell as bad. They're fruity flavored, or they look cooler. People are thinking that they're better for you, or that oh, they're not as bad as cigarettes, but big tobacco is still behind it all. And so there's still 
a lot of addictive qualities. There's still menthol, there's still nicotine, there's still a lot of harmful products that are in these things that are being pushed in our community. And so it's very important to be aware and also like take charge of your health. Like you can't allow big tobacco to win. When you're young and something new is on the market, you're not looking at the back of the box for the health results because you're just seeing your friends do it. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Like before vape pens, like cigarette vape pens, before I knew how popular they were, my first experience, I was on a bus similar to Sydney and a girl had a hookah pen and it was purple and it lit up and it smelled like grapes and everyone on the bus was just hitting the hookah pen and I'm watching them pass the hookah pen around and they're all like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. And no one stopped to think like, what is hookah? I had never heard of hookah before. Mm. I'm like, what is hookah? They're like, oh, well, it's not a cigarette. So, and now here I am. That was what, 2013. That was 2013. That was 2013. And so now here I am nine years later and I know what hookah is and I know what it does to your body. And I still see how the propaganda is constantly changing and how it's constantly being promoted, the ways it's being promoted, especially as you get older. Mm -hmm. And you're actually old enough to go into these places like prior to them upping the age limit of purchasing tobacco products to 21, it was 18. When I turned 18 for everybody's birthday, we always went to a hookah bar. We didn't even know what hookah was, but it was something that you could do at the age of 18 Mm -hmm. and not have to be 21 Mm because everywhere else in Atlanta, you have to be 21 to go, but you could only be 18 to get into a hookah bar. And so seeing how easy it was for just because it was something fun to do but it's really killing this like it's you don't think about it until you think about it Mm. yeah but thank you guys so much Dainisha and Nishila for joining me thus far and we'll be right back after this break Hey, this is Sydney Cherlinet, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Hi everyone, my name is Asia. I'm a senior at Elizabeth Seton High School and we are back for our second season of Let's Keep It Moving on the podcast. We're back to bring you information on STEM careers, programs, scholarships, and STEM competitions to win prizes. Now, would you like to win a cash gift card of up to $100? Because I know I would. So check us out for our second season. Hi everyone, this is Holland, a first year at Spelman College. And today we have a new member that will be joining us to talk about esports, tournaments, and STEM careers. Welcome, Justin. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey everybody, my name is Justin Graves. I'm a current freshman at the University of Maryland, and I serve as a Patriots esports program director. I'm super excited to be here on the second season of the show. We're so glad to have you on the team with us for our second season. And for our listeners, make sure to tune in every Saturday at 12 noon. Let's keep it moving on the podcast.
Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m., hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boone. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs, our messes and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Anisha and Miss Sheila. And we were just talking about, you know, the effects of smoking and why it's really bad for us, you know, in our environment and things like that, and why mentorship is really important, for, especially for young people. So let's get back into it. Um, Miss Sheila, so you were saying earlier about, you know, be your own brand, you know, how to, you know, have your own self-confidence and, you know, like maybe how we were just saying, you know, prioritizing your own health. So what does it mean to be your own brand? I like the way you say that. Well, <laughs> BYOB was started uh, in when I was in the music industry. And it was because I used to work with celebrities all the time who would come into my office and everybody just thought they were hot, right? You know, like Michelle, I'm on my way to the MTV Awards or to the Grammys. Nobody thought they made a dud record. Everybody <laughs> thinks that they're the hottest thing going. But when I would ask them, why you, right? Why you? They couldn't answer it. And so I started formulating BYOB then because I started thinking that everybody has their own uniqueness. You know, you have your own podcast and there's thousands of podcasts, but there's a reason why somebody's going to listen to you. And it's really based on who you are, you know, that you're um, witty, that you're smart, that you have a, this effervescent personality. <laughs> if I'm looking for that, I'm going to Sydney's podcast. I'm going to perfect timing. So I try to show people that it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. And BYOB is just owning who you are, those two to three attributes that make you amazing or maybe different than the two to three that make me amazing. But together, we make a great team if we know everybody's brand. So it is all about understanding your uniqueness and then just rocking with it, because I think everybody is a brand. No matter who you are, somebody thinks something when they see you. The thing is, what do you want them to get? So own it. Definitely. Thank you guys both for joining me today. But before we leave, I like to do a fun segment called rapid fire questions. They are not always rapid fire because I like to go on tangents, but this is going to be fun. Are we ready? We are ready. All right. So what is a movie you think everyone should see? Eve's Bayou. Never heard of it. What's it about? Eve's Bayou is a movie it has Lynn Whitfield, Journey Smollett, Debbie Morgan, Samuel L. Jackson, star-studded, um, <laughs> Diane Carroll. Uh, it's a movie about a family in New Orleans, and it's about a summer in their lives. And it's a coming-of-age story, but it's also- I love coming-of-age movies. Yes, so it's about coming-of-age, and it's also about honesty and- the different dynamics of family relationships, like brother and sister relationships, mother-daughter relationships, father-daughter relationships, husband and wife, 
Um, it is considered a horror noir, um, but I think that everyone should watch it because it's a great movie. See, that's so interesting, your perspective on it, Danisha, because I watched that and I was like, oh. I, <laughs> I didn't even know it was a horror movie for the longest, but I love that movie. <laughs> okay. That's funny. What about you, Miss Sheila? What is a movie you think everyone should see? Mm. Look, if I'm trying to be deep, it would be <laughs> something like, you know, <laughs> the Madam C.J. Walker um, documentary, which I love. I love uh, it. Yeah. I love, I love it. I it. Yeah, it was. It was cool. on Netflix, right? With, um, was it like an actual documentary or was it like a, like a part thing with Octavia Spencer? Well, there's both. and But I like both. So mm-hmm. either one that you watch, it's great. Octavia did a good job as well. But yeah, it was just moving to me as an entrepreneur to see this woman and what she went through and her tenacity. Yeah. Not give up, you know? And the other one that I would say, which is a doc, is the Michael Jordan doc. See, I like a lot of documentaries and his doc is a five-part series. But again, it's about the tenacity and the resilience. And you don't know what people who are uh, superstars go through to get there. And he shared and laid it all out. And he's just awesome to me. So it would be that one in Madam C.J. Walker. Awesome. All right. Next question. What is something that you cannot live without? God. Amen. All right. Now you went all the way deep with it, yes. <laughs> got to follow that up with God because I'm going to feel like a heat. You know, it's not even that. Like, I was going to say music or poetry or movies or something that I really, really love, but God was just the first thing that came out of my mouth. So let that be Amen. the tempo. <laughs> what about you, Miss Sheila? What is something that you cannot live without? I know you're not going to ask me that after she said God. You know, I mean, I. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> It is God, and then I would say gospel music, but I got to go there now because then it's going to be like the old lady don't even have as much religion as the young <laughs> There's no <laughs> focused in on her Christianity. Should I have Miss Sheila first? <laughs> Can you believe that the old your lady is a heathen? God is your relationship with God. Can't nobody judge your relationship with God because it's between you and the Lord. <laughs> oh, won't he will? Come on, let's go. Won't he will? <laughs> <laughs> all right. yeah. well god is good all the time all so the all the time god is good come on now <laughs> don't make me play some gospel music okay <laughs> all right let's keep let's keep going before i keep cracking up anyways what is if you were to have any superpower what would it be and why Hmm. the power to multiply things um I chose that because sometimes I have a lot of jobs and I'd like to multiply myself so I get all of my jobs done that's Um, true that's true sometimes you know I might be running low on funds and I wish that I could just multiply my bank account uh you know Sometimes mm-hmm. I might have a slice of red velvet cake that just tastes so amazing that I wish I could multiply it and have more, you know, the power to multiply things. I think you're the first person to say, like, choose that one as a power. I get a lot of um, 
was like teleportation. That's a really popular one. But I like the journey, you know. But I always say that my my power would be to fly. I just like I just want to do it. <laughs> wow. Um, teleporting. That's a number, that's number one teleporting going. That's to- really popular. And when I like, I think I asked around at school and a lot of them chose it too. And I'm like, but the journey, they're like, yeah, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. I'd like to have the power to change circumstances for people, mm. you know, to be able to see something and then um, help them out of that. Now that can be good and bad because that could be something that, again, going back to Danisha, God wants them to go through. Um, mm-hmm. But I just see a lot of people suffering right now. And so if there's an opportunity to change that, I wish I had that magic finger that I can just touch your forehead and Amen. change some things, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a new one too. Haven't gotten that one before, but new perspective, you know, bringing in community and trying to help everyone, everyone out. I think that's really nice. Yeah. All right, so I just came back from an event I did over the weekend with Black Girl Freedom Week. And it was through, you know, Miss Cedra Sebastian. Hi, Cedra, if you're listening. But um, one of the questions that they asked, and you know, because I think I met them last around last year doing uh, something with Goldman Sachs, and they asked a bunch of Black girls, what would you do with a billion dollars? So I will ask you guys, what would you do with a billion dollars? With not tell billion. anybody that's for sure dollars that part because i don't want nobody trying to run <laughs> <me>. um, <laughs> but i would pay off all of my student loans first and foremost i would mm-hmm. definitely start a scholarship fund for young girls who come from areas that i come from that way they can have an opportunity that i know that i probably had a once in a lifetime kind of thing but just making it more accessible to them. I would definitely do something about the homeless population in Atlanta because it's absolutely heartbreaking all the time to see how many people are in need and are not able to get the resources that they need. Um, And I'd also just invest, invest in my community, invest in my family, invest in myself start my business, do all the things I'd like to do, put my mom in a real nice house. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke in my family. Well, maybe not a joke because we're going we're gonna to make sure that happens one day. But the thing is, is that when I get to a certain place in my life, I, my, I would buy my mom the house. I would get my dad a golf course and my grandma gets a boat. <laughs> that's kind of the joke we have going on. <laughs> Well, Hopefully, I can make it happen one day. You will. You will. And I'll call them even. You want a restaurant? Is that I said I'll give my dad a restaurant and I'll call them even. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cool. For me, um, I would probably do all of those things uh, that Danisha just said. And just, I, I, I probably would just only keep $100 million. I would keep $100 million and give the rest away or invest the rest, you know, because even with a hundred million dollars out of a billion dollars, if you invest it correctly, your kids, kids, kids will be okay. And so I would take care of my family with the money that I set aside for me. And I would really give all the other money away to various charities and various organizations and 
you know, again, just that superpower. So if I had the superpower of change and the billion dollars, everybody's life would be impacted. See, that's that's why I need that change. Because then I can just go around and find out what's needed, who needs what. And like she said, the homeless situation, if you think it's bad in Atlanta, don't come to LA. I'm already on. Yeah, because LA, you know, they, with the better weather, they come mm-hmm. out here and it's just sad. You know, and so yeah, DC I, I too. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Only by the grace of God. That's what I think. Every time I pass somebody, like, oh, okay, you know. But yeah. yeah, so I'd have the change. I'd have the power of change in this little finger right here. You see that, Denisha? I'd be coming, putting this on your forehead, and then I'd have dollars <laughs> and just change everybody. Yes. That's really powerful. I'm really glad, again, that you are choosing to use this huge fund to support others. I think that was really powerful. And one last question before I let you all go. This one isn't as, you know, deep as the other ones, but um, they mentioned to put this one up near the beginning. Your favorite music artist? My all-time favorite, just R&B, is Frankie Beverly. My favorite hip-hop is Jay-Z. And then I really do love gospel music. And so Corinne Hawthorne right now is- Love Corinne! Ah! I love Corinne. Yes. <laughs> yes. So though, I, yeah, those would be in my top three right now. My Okay, so hip hop wise, um, I would definitely say I'm tied, and it's gonna sound really off, but I'm tied between J. Cole and Nicki Minaj. I love J. Cole and Nicki, but you know. I love both of them just for like their unique lyricism and their ability to be open with us as fans and be able to talk about things that we relate to and just to like be vulnerable, like telling your history, your past, your trauma, like, you know, things that you're dealing with now, things you've dealt with in the past, as well as for Nikki, like her peaking as I was, you know, hitting puberty, she was very like femme forward and she made me feel comfortable about my body and, you know, my confidence and just how I present myself. And so, you know, very impactful. And of course you cannot go wrong with Beyonce. Just what to say, I was like, I think Beyonce gives me that vibe too. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, like who run the world? Girls, like duh, like come on. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And just like her creativity as an artist alone, her drive, her motivation, like her dedication to her craft, it's is very inspiring and encourages me to care about my craft that much and to really take that time to grow and blossom and not just to be in a rush because this is something that Beyonce has built over like 20 plus years and knowing that great things take time. So those are my favorite artists. Wow, I love that. And you know, I think my favorites. I right now, I really like this. Uh, this just kind of proves that I'm young. But you know, like I really like um, Giveon. If you guys know who that is, he's like an yeah, artist. Yeah. I yeah, love like- Giveon. He just oh, I missed him. He just came back in December for like a concert in DC. I wanted to go so bad. My friend went and she sent me videos. Oh, it looks so nice. But I think my all-time favorite is definitely Michael Jackson. But, you know, I think it's always been like kind of like a part of me. I just always like just like this music. More than Janet Jackson? Yes. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say yes. I'm a Michael. Michael. I love Michael her. Jackson. I will cry to Michael. I will dance to Michael. Yeah. Michael. You know, I'll feel like I'm like 
moonwalking to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, especially, I don't know if you guys knew like, like the Wii game that they had. I was on that. I was on that. <laughs> was no, nobody was beating me in that. <laughs> yeah. That but thank you both so, so much. I told you I like to go on tangents um, with the rapid fire questions, but thank you both so much for joining me for this beautiful episode. I think that we've learned so much from one, from one another and what Saksaw and Speak Up is doing in the community. So thank you both for joining me, Miss Sheila and Dinesha. Before you leave, why don't you share with our listeners how they can reach and follow you? Well, let's say thank you to you. You are just stellar as an interviewer. So whatever it is you've been watching, you said you've been watching different videos. You have taken it all in. You are really, really good. So thank, thank you. you for having us. For me, you can find me on IG at byob.baby um, for my main page. And then I have a drinking mask that you can find on IG as well, the BYOB drinking mask or on Facebook at Be Your Own Brand. You can find me on Instagram at D-Y-M-O-N-D-D, the number six, the number one, and the letter V, because I'm from Nashville, 615. Um, and you can also follow us at saveagirl underscore save a world on Instagram, and you can apply to be a Speak Up ambassador today. The list of HBCUs and the application are on the website at saveagirlsaveaworld.org. Go to programs, click speak up, join the team. Go ahead, Ms. Yeah. Chat. <laughs> you better sell it at the end. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me. Again, this was a wonderful conversation where I feel like we learned a lot about, you know, what's going on smoking in the, you know, tobacco industry, you know, why we can fix that, you know, uh, mentorship, you know, just finding ourselves in the community and who I am and who we are as Black women. So thank you all so much for joining me and thank you to my listeners for joining me. And this is Perfect Timing. Stay with